Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Sometimes you get tired climbing those steep trails, but now you don't have to worry about it as much anymore. There's something called the Spike Bike, a portable two-pound bike that grips the trail with spikes on the wheels. How do I, how do I get going? How do I get motivated to pedal this thing? Well... The COVID face mask that comes with the bike is dipped in Carl's foot sweat, so that, if anything, will motivate you to pedal faster and harder up these steep inclines. Check it out at spikebike.com. What, 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 what's going on, everybody? This is Derek, and with me today is the only man who collects his own fish scales so that he can attract fish by swimming like a mermaid in the lakes mm. of the places we hike. Carl Mandrioli. What's up, my man? How you doing? Thank you. Thank you, sir. With me today is Derek Somerville, a man who doesn't take mountains seriously enough because he thinks they're hill areas. <laughs> I don't even want to respond to that. I feel like that. Hilarious. I think I think the lack of response is enough right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. that was a doozy. Yeah, well, sometimes you got to try to come up with an intro that relates to the topic. I'm not so sure you did that this time. Mm, I don't have to do that. I think we're just looking for fun intros and (laughs) mission accomplished. Okay, all right, fair enough. We're talking about danger today. Danger, danger. Yeah, we got lots of dangers we're talking about, and we've got, yeah, warnings, solutions, things to beware, trail Mm. pitfalls. 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 Yeah. Pitfalls. You ever play that video game, Pitfall? On Atari? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's big time. Yeah, that's what I think probably inspired my foray into the great outdoors is that video game. Is that right? No, no, it's not right. But I didn't think so. Yeah. Okay. Jumping over what swamps and what do they have? Like lava pits and tar pits. What do they have? Like crocodiles in the water. Yeah. 
All kinds of goodies, you yeah. know? <laughs> so this isn't, we're not talking about stranger danger, ranger danger. This is just danger well, danger. We're, we're going to we're gonna go all the above on this one. I think we got some good oh, stuff Oh, you're going here. all the above. You got other stuff in there. Uh, yeah, so we, yeah, we've got some, we got some things and these are, we're not trying to overhype the situation. These are, these are things that can legitimately kill you that I think that people need to beware. Not that it should send them packing and, mm. and you know, turn them around or anything. Just something that they need to be prepared for while out on the trail. Yeah. Maybe they underestimate the uh, severity of, of these things when, when they do go wrong, you know? Right. It's not even going so. wrong. It's just, just, just obstacles in your way to right. address so and that's yeah. kind of part of the fun of being out there right yeah yeah true speaking of fun of being out there last week we had croy from exoskin on our show and mm. he he did a lot of exoskin name dropping I, I think we like said he won the battle right with um we tried to kind of focus more on base layers and he tried and- to use his time to make sure he got his information out about his company is that fair i guess yeah to be fair yeah he was very passionate yeah. about us yeah. as i guess as, as he should be for sure being a part of the company yeah so but on the positive side did you know that he actually mm. is um he and his company are going to be sponsoring us now yeah i did know that because we talked about it yeah do you think that um it was your your question about if exoskin can wick away p that convinced him yeah that was it okay he emailed me privately and it's like, thank yeah. you. Thank you for that. I would like to give you full credit for obtaining a rare sponsorship opportunity for us. So thank you, Derek. Thank well, you. you know, I'm here to serve. Yeah. That's all I can yeah. do. So celebration and um, yeah, we're going to we're gonna be trying them out. We're putting them through the ringer, especially on our upcoming backpacking trips. So we'll, yeah, but we have a lot of optimism and excitement for, for some good base layers. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Exodus 1421, then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord drove the sea back by a strong east wind all night and made the sea dry land, and the Mm. waters were divided. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. How do you think that relates to this episode? Uh, River crossings. River crossings. That's right. We're going to talk about river river crossings. We've talked Uh, about it a little bit, so we're definitely going to address that. With uh, kind of like next level up stuff, I'd say. Is that we yeah, right? That, however, you want to package it, Carl. However, you want to package it. I want to package it next level up. Is next level, next level. Two levels. I was gonna say like level and a half, but we can go two. That's fair. You want to okay. go two? We go two. Yeah, we can't all part the seas, my friend. Sometimes no. you just gotta cross through them, and and we're not talking about crossing through like a major sea like the Red Sea, but we're definitely gonna talk about some of that stuff, some of the action for sure. Yeah. So. We've got that. And then the other thing that we have towards the end of the show is I recently went to the outdoor retailer show here in Denver. Yep. You were invited to come. Yep. You were going to come and then didn't, Jer- right? And then uh, didn't make it. Jer- Jared went in my stead, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Jared's not part of this episode, but he he and I were there, but I did do some just kind of one-on-one podcast interviews. And at this point, I only have one that I really want to release mm. yeah that's sad i don't well let me ask you this question because so there's i did three yeah it was slim pickings i'll be honest i did three really? and then yeah and then two of them went pretty well okay. okay two of them were just conversations we're having a good time we're getting some information but they're conversations the third one i'm not gonna name the company the guy went salesman mode on me Ooh. so it was Ooh. like he just had the spiel and he's just spitting it out and he's not talking to me he's talking at me oh boy okay so then i picked apart 
something he said, and I, I, I kind of like honed in on something ridiculous he said, of course, because that's kind of my style. Yeah. And then I asked him about it, and he's like, it totally tripped him up. He's like, what? <laughs> and <laughs> he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, you said such and such. He's like, wait, what? He's not like, even aware of what he's talking about. Right. Yeah. That, that I mean, you get your memorized rhetoric, and then somebody asks you a question, you can't respond to it. Yikes. Yeah, we can't play that, right? We can't play that. I actually kind of think that'd be funny, but uh, okay. I, that's kind of yikes for him and the company. Like, if you don't, that's, there's no passion there. I mean, compare that with, uh, you know, Croy. I mean, Croy's just like, he's having a conversation about what he's passionate back about. Back to Croy, yeah. You know, going back to Croy. And sure. um, so, yeah, I think that that is, I would have just like stopped my recording device and then be like, you know what? Thank you, sir. Would, do you have like the guts to do that though? Is that no? I mean, it's my second time going. It's a learning experience, and I I don't think I had much of that the first time. I think I, they were all conversations the first time. But I think what I'm going to do is I'll just tell them up front, like, hey, this is meant to be a conversation. If you go salesperson mode on me, <laughs> I'm gonna like I'm gonna keep recording. It's fine. Like I'll just I'll be a you know a polite person. But there's no way it's gonna make it on our podcast. <laughs> no, I, I just feel like this is a big waste of time. Like even yeah. if you prep it and you're like, hey, you know what? Not looking for a sales pitch. Uh, right. I can promote you guys on my podcast if we can just do like a conversational interview. Right. But, but some people just don't. Yeah. What? Like just, just don't don't know how to do it. Maybe yeah. Maybe it's my, maybe it's on me. I got to do a better job prepping. But I didn't do that with the two other companies. One company is coming out with a new water filter. I don't want to say which one. And Ooh. I said, hey, I want to release this conversation because it was a good one right. on our show but i don't i feel like i want to try out the water filter first but it's not out yet and mm. so mm. i was trying to figure out if we can get like a, get one early so we could kind of test it out and yeah. uh non-response not like they a- said that they said that they would do that while i was there and then i followed up and then you know me i'm good at getting the non-responses right you're you're professional so right. they said that they would do it meaning why don't they just give you one there they didn't have one on site. It's a weird what? show, man. Like some people have a bunch of stuff on site and some people have nothing on site. And some people no are trying to sell on site and some people are just trying to promote. It's just, it's a weird dynamic. So I'm excited for you to come next time. You'll see how it goes. I, like, I don't get like, hey, we got this great filter coming out, but we don't have it here. Like, you, I mean, are you just. They had it on them where I could just like hold it, but I mm. can't. You know, they had, then they had like their pretend dirty water, but I don't know where that's from. Pretend dirty water. <laughs> their bog water. I don't know. Yeah, it, looks, it could just be like dye in Does the Colorado water. Does Colorado have bog water? You get bog water? I'm up sure there? there is somewhere. All right. So, yeah. Jeez. But it is an interesting one. So maybe we'll come back to that one. So, All anyway, right. so the one you'll have to find out who the one company is. We'll kick that towards the end of the episode. So, yeah. find out who we were willing to put on the show. It's a good, it's a good one. Yeah. It's a surprise, good one. You're going to like it. Okay. All right. We got a list. Pitfalls. Uh, so let's talk about let's talk about danger coming up right after this. So we pitfalls. Why don't you start us off today with some of your beautiful pitfalls? Beautiful, beautiful, that beautiful, dangerous pitfalls. Dangerous pitfalls. Okay. We can do this. Yeah. What do you want to start so, with? So right. All right. Let's talk about the river crossing. We've talked about it a little bit. We've talked about you got a fast mm-hmm. moving river stream. Whatever. Give us a recap. What have we said so far? What are some strategies for crossing such a thing? strategies to cross the river yeah uh we talked about was it a guideline uh some of them some of the river crossings have preset lines where Mm -hmm. you can hold something um if you don't have a line we talked about putting up a guideline or guideline to on the other side but sometimes these rivers are too steep i remember being in steep rivers uh, or not not steep what am i saying too quick 
I remember being in, I think it was Yosemite actually, and I was on a hike and they said that two weeks before, this is cold too, so I think the water was like in the high 30s, low 40s. So we'd been there and um, the snow was still melting and they were like, some people the week before had tried to cross in, I want to say it was ankle high or shin high water and it was so powerful it swept them into the river and over the falls. I think a, a few people, Whoa. yeah, got, got okay. sucked in there. So when we got to the, when I got to the river, I was like, okay, what's like, it had mellowed out a little bit, but you know, you're still like skeptical. So I think we just tried to make, I think we managed to like walk on some stones, but you know, like you're getting your feet wet, but it's sketchy. Cause it's like, you don't really, it's something you could easily underestimate if you don't, if you think, oh, it's only ankle high. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the, the water force is so strong, it, it's, it's just going to sweep you right off your feet. So you went. So you're suggesting that you went and crossed a river that had swept people over the falls. Mm-hmm. You show up to the mm-hmm. river, and you say, "Let me show you how it's done." That's not exactly. Um, I, okay. The way you interpret things is comical. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it had mellowed out, as I said before, and uh, right. so it was crossable. But I could see easily how like if this you could see where the water level had been and it was wider and uh it had apparently been a little bit deeper too but um but yeah it's scary i mean and we've we've all been in we've been in some gnarly rivers but uh yeah but we we know you i don't care if it's mellowed out if you're able to cross a river stream whatever that had swept people over yeah i could see you being a little like uh prideful on the other side like yeah that's how it's done. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what, guys? The, the Uncrossable River? Yeah. I did that. I mean, yeah, it was a week later and like a foot lower and uh, slower, but I but I did it. Okay. I did it. Yeah. 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 Right. So, and then, and then you'll blog about it somewhere after. I'll blog about it. Yeah. You know me. I'm a big blogger. <laughs> Preposterous. What are you gonna What are you gonna do in a river? Are you just gonna like uh, okay. just float on your back? What are you gonna do? Your recap was fair. Give me your yeah. recap. What's your recap? <laughs> I kind of gave you a softball there, really. I thought you were going to make fun of me for barring your trekking pole, but that's okay. Well, that's obvious. I don't want to like throw you under the bus that soon in the episode. Yeah. Yes, you do. Okay. Yes, you do. you do. That's true. If it's super strong, you can cross together with somebody, linking arms, holding trekking poles, trying to make more of a stable move across. That way, if one foot slips, you have three others that are hopefully stable at the same time. Uh, hiking mm-hmm. upstream. So mm-hmm. versus getting, you know, it's easier to kind of get kicked downstream when uh, you're going in that same direction. Right. But some of the other, yeah, other questions I have for you that we haven't really talked about as much is how do you, cro- if there's a log, let's say it's like kind of a moist log from the spray of the whitewater. How do you cross on the log? Do you, so that's one question is, do you scooch across or do you still try to walk across Ooh. on it? Well, for, oh, that's a, that's a gamble. That's a good question. Um, how wide is it? Because we've gone on some. Well, it's wide enough to walk across, like if you're careful, but it's still kind of moist. So, Uh, I think. Well, I have my trekking poles. I don't know what you're doing. You're you're gambling, obviously. I'm not talking about a log bridge where it's cut. I'm talking about just like an actual down tree. Yeah, Yeah. a log. Yeah, yeah. So I'll get on either side of the log. I'll use my trekking poles, which makes it extremely easier. But I think sometimes what I do is I actually turn my feet sideways instead of walking like mm, toes, toes forward. I'll put my feet yep. sideways and it gives me a bit more stability and I yeah. don't feel like I'm going to slip off the edges easily. For sure. So, so I d- I'm not good at this. I don't have the best balance and I've actually slipped off of a log. It was in Sequoia National Park early spring where there was still a ton of snow on the ground. It was still very cold at night 
and uh, it was relatively early in the hike, and I soaked my feet. Yikes. So yikes, they're not drying out. Like it was, it was that cold, and so I kind of suffered through a couple days of hiking there. And oh. as a result, if it's if it's scoochable, it doesn't look very masculine. But I'm gonna scooch. Who cares about masculine? You're talking about your feet. Yeah. I mean, mm, we, we all want yeah. comfortable feet. Anytime I care about pride, masculine, all that stuff, I get humbled. So it doesn't really matter for me. But Fair. anyway, the uh, so th- so that's one thing. The other thing is do you okay so let's say that it's swift moving and there's a lot of rocks okay yeah there's a lot of rocks so you're planning to take your shoes off because you don't want to um you know you don't want to get your your shoes wet but there's a lot of rocks and it's hard and they're kind of slippery it's kind of hard to grip they're kind of Mm -hmm. they hurt your feet yeah would you go in shoes on uh i might i I, and, and okay i remember we crossed the river i can't remember where it was but the water there was there was we had the rocks with a little bit of like okay. moss on them so they were really slippery yeah um and the water was like 40s so it like hurt your feet right it like you it's right. it's just contracting and cramping your muscles so i um i think i took off my shoes which was probably something i wouldn't do if i did it again but okay. i thankfully had the trek the trekking poles just made it so much easier like i'm just right. was able to go way you just want to talk about trekking poles yeah. Trekking poles. Whole I don't even need shoes. I just like balance on the trekking poles. Without trekking poles, I probably would have fallen down. Okay. And it would have been way more sketchy. But trekking poles just make it like light years easier. That's all I'm gonna say. Because you can balance. Do easier. you think that there's like an attachment for the trekking poles that could turn the poles into like some stilts, so you could just kind of cross that way? I'm not even gonna respond to that. With uh, that's about as that's just, about as good as your tank catheter idea. Yeah. You know? So if anybody yeah. else wants to develop that out there, free idea. Free idea. Attachment to a trekking pole to turn it into stilts for stream crossings. But if it's in the summertime and, um, and nobody has extra pair of shoes, I'm not the kind of guy that brings extra pair of shoes or Crocs mm-hmm. like we talked mm-hmm. about, then I, I'd i consider getting my, my shoes wet. Yeah. So if it's like I talked about where it's early spring and it's just cold outside, then obviously that's, that's super risky. So not willing to. I did bring the... Uh, I think I brought the sandals one time. That was that was huge. Yeah. So I that's that's a that's an area that I save weight and I wore shoes that were way too small for me last summer for a major stream crossing that I borrowed from somebody else and that worked out, but I heard about it obviously. What you borrowed so, shoes? Yeah. Like sandals? somebody had brought some extra shoes. Shoes. Like not yeah, <laughs> I know. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking I'm not wait. Yeah. They brought like those um, Wait, why are you borrowing shoes? I'm conv- wait. Where's your shoes? You didn't. You don't want to no, wear no, no. the water. They no. They brought extra sh- like like camp shoes. Yeah, I got oh camp shoes. What do you mean by camp shoes? So they brought like lightweight uh-huh. shoes that they wore around camp or for stream crossings. <laughs> like 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 a croc or like a. So, it wasn't a croc, but it was yeah one of those something like that. I think it was like a trail glove is what what it was. A trail glove. Yeah. Okay. Like one of those minimalist shoes kind of a thing. You were like, hey, can I borrow your extra set? Because otherwise I'll have to go barefoot. Or get my feet wet. Or in your shoes. Yeah. Yeah. You don't like like sharing. Is that your issue? No, no, no. I'm just curious why you won't add a few extra ounces for these types of shoes. It's not ounces. We're talking like a pound or more. They're not a pound. No, they're not. The ones that he had were at least a pound. Well, get there's other shoes, you know. They don't We're not have... talking about, like your your camp slippers aren't going to work for stream crossings, my friend. My camp slippers, right. uh, I didn't. No, I'm not using those for the streams. Okay, 
I have what these things called trekking poles. <laughs> now, if I didn't have trekking poles, if I if I if I didn't have trekking poles, well then yeah, okay. I would probably use some kind of sandal. <laughs> I I asked. So, are you willing to get your shoes wet? You go barefoot. What do you do? I just use trekking poles. Doesn't answer the question. Poles. What about camp shoes? Well, I just use trekking poles. You're not even answering the question. You're ridiculous. I can go. No, I can. It's not. The question doesn't for me though. I can. I can go barefoot. No problem. Should I bring extra extra camp shoes? No, because I got trekking poles. The question remains. No, no, no. Don't don't flip this around on me. Don't flip this around on me. What is concerning to me is that you are saying (laughs) you brought your normal shoes. You're like, "Mm, I don't want to get my little piggies wet, so I'm gonna not use my shoes. I'm gonna not. I'm gonna mooch. Uh, luckily, <laughs> luckily some is. guy, well, luckily some guy brought an extra pair of water shoes right. ca- slash camp shoes, right. and I'm gonna like what passively aggressively ask him if I can borrow no. those shoes or what'd you do? No, it's just aggressively. <laughs> just aggressively. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh wow! Like, but you don't want to yeah. bring any yours. You don't want any tracking balls, and you don't want any, any aqua shoes. You just yeah. want. To your either. tactics are very wise, my friend. I point out you, how what you're saying is nonsensical, and your defense is to then aggressively attack me. Look at I'm I'm more prepared for river crossings than okay. you. What are you doing not, to prepare I'm, for river crossings? I'm not crossing? saying you're not. I'm just asking your advice, and you're unwilling to directly answer the question. So no, I'm not going to. I want to know what you are gonna do in the future to prepare for a river crossing. What's on your list? Okay, uh, my next one okay. is okay. We have not really talked about this that much. We talked about it. I don't know, long ago, maybe a little bit. Glissading. Remember? Glissading. Oh, yeah. So, That's a good one. That yeah. was actually on so my the list, too. Do you know how to glissade properly down a mountain or a, a hillside, Carl? This is another balance-related type of thing, depending upon how you do it. Okay. So I would say that I'm a willing participant, but I'm not – I wouldn't say I'm good at what it. What would your form be, though? Like, what are you going to do? It, I mean, there's a, it depends on how steep it is and how yeah. – yeah, like what's the bottom? Is there – a cliff? Is there spikes? Like, what is there? Is there spikes? Yeah. A lot of spikes at the bottom. So yeah, yeah, I'm uh, sorry. I'm thinking of the game Pitfall again. Sorry. So, wow. let's talk about, yeah, the risks for glissading, first of all, because if you're going down a super steep mountain and it's not a short, you know, there's not a short snow or ice section, it's a long one, you uh-huh. could pick up quite a bit of speed, right? You can, and you also avoided my question, but we're going to move on. Uh, I, you no, can't I'll, t- I'll answer your question, but I, let's talk about the risks. Like, we're talking about danger okay. stuff, right? So why is this so dangerous? You, you answer the question. Well, uh, you're flipping this bag on me. <laughs> uh, well, it's dangerous because you can, if it, if it is steep enough, you can obviously get too much speed and mm. lose control of your body, um, either roll down or, I don't know what a good, what's a good word, like flop out of control? Is that... <laughs> <laughs> tumble tumble <laughs> no no flop out of control way let's better. go flop way out of control better. uh you can lose the control of your body um obviously that can be da- extremely dangerous if you're going down a mountainside right. you can hit like yeah. you know boulders rocks jagged edges apparently there's spikes yeah. now that you're, spikes. you're mentioning lava lava right yeah all sorts of stuff yeah and we're talking about a scenario where you're not mountaineering necessarily so you don't have like an ice axe with you or maybe you weren't aware of how much snow or ice there was and so maybe you're unprepared right if you're if you're skilled in self-arrest and ice axe stuff that's a totally different story but right you know for example just this past summer when we were up in the winter of a range we you know like there wasn't really any snow anywhere until we hit the other side of the mountain and even then there there wasn't a lot of snow it just we had the opportunity to glissade right you asked my technique I did, yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll stretch right. one leg out in front of me. I'll then oh. put my weight onto my bent leg, on the foot of my bent leg, and then kind of just hmm. try to like lean back into it. 
Huh. So there's that technique. What do you do? Well, there's that. Te- is that the Carl technique? What is that? Sure. Uh, sh- <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I just get on my bottom and uh, put my weight a little bit back and uh, bend my knees a little bit. Keep my weight back, I guess, as, as much as I can. Because if, if I'm glissading down and I catch my... I guess I want my legs to be a little bit flexible because if I catch stuff, I don't want to like extremely hurt myself by having straight legs or... So where's the weight? Is the weight on your like lower back or your bottom or what? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm leaning all the way back. Okay. I want to try and lean back. I'm not going to lean forward. So. Okay. And then as I go down, like if my heels are on the ground... You know, if I catch a pot, a pothole. If I catch a, if I catch a like a little hole or a snag, like it's not going to be that bad if my knees are like a little bit bent and prepped. Whereas if they're like straight, well then I could have like a bigger problem. Right. So there, I think there's there's also the idea of um, I've seen like if you have a trekking pole, a trekking pole again, again with a trekking pole, or like a even I've seen um, you get like a, if you have like a buck knife or something sharp, you can kind of like jab it in the ground. If it's I, if, if we're going too fast, if we're talking about ice and snow and all that, you could maybe try something like that to, to aid. So you can use this, the trekking pole to self-arrest, and I think you're saying do that with a knife too, which I don't think the knife would be as effective, but it's better than nothing for sure. Yeah, probably not. No, yeah. but it's better than nothing. No, I mean that's not even like a. I hate to say the word stick, but like if you had like a thick like branch or something, you could like use as well if you didn't have anything else, like a walking stick. Yeah, something like that. any anything really. But like okay. it depends. Like if this if a if a hillside or steeps is is too steep, I mean maybe you shouldn't even be going down. Obviously, but right. You know we've run into not just ice and snow. We've run into like uh, shale, like loose rocks everywhere, and that can be kind of sketchy too. So, like I think you're talking like a scree slope of some sort. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a good idea. Or a good example. Yeah, yeah, I don't know that you can. You can't really self-arrest. You just typically you're not gonna. T- it doesn't. I suppose it could end up in a rock slide, but if if you're in a rock slide, you got a lot worse problems. So true. The scree or the shale will give way. You just kind of have to just go with it. I think. Kind of gives way. Surf. So surf. Surf kinda, the rocks. Kinda, kinda, yeah. Surf yeah. the scree. Kind of. Yeah. I like that. Surf the scree. I like that. Okay. Okay. Well, That's a good one. You had yeah. some good tips there. I think I would surmise. That mm. if you're going to use a trekking pole to self-arrest, if you're like prepped for that, to try to turn the pole so that the point is in the ground is a lot more challenging than if you had some sort of like a ledge on the pole that was, you know, for the trekking pole stilts to just kind of jab that in and self-arrest that way. A ledge on the pole. Yeah, where you put your foot. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I get what you're saying. Second reason to invent those. Second, second reason. Second reason. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Ridiculous, but moving on, yeah. Yeah, that's good. So here's one that you're going to think anybody with any common sense is not going to do this, but I've seen this done a lot, mm. and that is swimming near waterfalls, okay? Oh, yeah. And I'm not talking about at the bottom of the waterfall where you're like, oh, it's crashing down on me. I'm talking above. about above, yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of yeah. times there'll be this nice pool of water that looks very inviting Mm -hmm. and it looks like it's very calm and then not too far along that water picks up really fast and tumbles down a long ways you know typically it's like people in their teens and 20s that are doing this that you know they're kind of like the the danger aspect and commonly it's near areas that have signs that specifically say you will die if you go swimming here (laughs) and uh people are still doing it so swimming near waterfalls is one of the most dangerous things you can do don't do it? I don't really have another... Yeah, I don't have anything else to say. Just don't do it. 
Yeah, it's pretty. If you if you see a lake or not a lake, if you see like a little pond of water and there's a waterfall connected to the other side, don't don't even bother. Don't even bother. Yeah. So don't I think we're talking to the the daredevils out there, but let let's pretend that you did. Let's pretend that you had to because it was a major crossing. Maybe you're off trail. There's not a lot of opportunities, and you had to get across, and it's a risk. How would you do it? If I had to if I had to go across this pond to get across? If you had to go across a stream that's going to end up into to a significant waterfall that will severely injure or kill you. <laughs> how would That'd you do be it? extremely difficult. I yeah. think well obviously I go up to the uppermost upriver part of the stream or whatever. Yep. And uh swim a little hard out. Do I have to go? I mean, why would I rather not just backtrack and go around some other way? Yeah, I don't I don't know the scenario where this would happen, but I'm just trying to think if you got stuck in a situation where you had to do it, how would you do it? I think I think step one, you're correct. You go as far upstream as you can, right? hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I don't I think I'd have to assess. Like if you if you know that there's a waterfall a little bit down there, I think I sometimes I would maybe grab something that floats. Like grab mm-hmm. like a stick or something, throw it in the water, and see like how fast is it actually going. Oh wow! And see what is wow. the current actually doing because like that water is deceptively strong, especially under the water. So yeah. if it's if it's too fast, I mean, if you look at it, you're like, whoa, that stick's moving. I, I I think I would just look for some other way to go. It's just too much of a gamble. Like water's just too much of a gamble. Yeah. But you probably what do you have to get your whole body wet? I mean, I don't know if you want to do that. Uh, this could this could relate to something where it's just a fast-moving stream that may or may not end up in a waterfall. You're just not sure what's down below, and you, maybe you have to cross it. So one other thing that I would consider is if I can move a significant log out into the stream, like you mm. know, halfway in or farther, if it's if it's movable enough, if I have some you know buddies to help me move it, that way, yeah. if if things don't go well, there's something that I can kind of shoot for to grab onto, right? So the beaver method. You're, you're going with the beaver yeah. method. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Okay. I thought you were gonna say use a trekking pole. Just just bring a trekking pole. Well, with you. obviously a trekking pole is ideal, um, but you're never yeah. gonna. There's people like you that will just never bring them. So we got to think about other ideas. You know? I brought trekking poles last summer. Look at you. Yeah. You're, so you're, you you're growing. Proud of you. Just so you know, these scenarios we're talking about river crossings, waterfall stuff. We we actually have a trip that's in the works for July, which is mm. gonna have a lot of these. So oh. I'm hoping you're gonna make this trip. I'm trying to trying to mentally prepare you for success here. <laughs> I appreciate it. River crossings. If there's anything I love, it's a good chunk of water. It, it'll you know? be it'll be adventurous. All right, what's your next one? I had like uh, to me this is dangerous, but maybe not immediate danger. Maybe it's like more long term potential danger that can be easily avoided. Like if you decide to go hike alone and you don't notify anybody about where you're going at all, like if you're going to do like a long trail or, or something like that, and you just like don't tell anybody. Um, mm. To me, that's kind of just reckless um, in the sense of so 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 is the scenario secret backpacking secret backpacking and I get that we talk about like frequently like it's so good to get away and connect with nature mm. and disconnect from reality and or, or not reality but disconnect from like technology and all this stuff can you still do that but like notify one or two people like hey I'm, this is where I'm gonna be this is when I'm gonna be gone ish yeah I mean I don't think that's too hard but I think. There's been, uh, you know, there's been cases that obviously people go missing and lost, and it's like, well, we don't, I don't know where they are, or we don't know where. Right. So I think that. Wait, so you're saying people that are lost, you don't know where they are? Well, if they get, <laughs> you just, you just a little, you know, you're just a little twister, aren't you? If you go, if 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 I decide to go out and go somewhere, and I don't tell you, let's say the person I'm going to tell, and then he's like, well, dude, Derek was, where is it? Where is Derek? I don't even know where he is. I don't even know where to begin looking. Um, I think that's kind of, I mean, you know, it's kind of reckless. I mean, cause if, if I needed to come find you, right. if you were going to leave somewhere, I don't, wouldn't even know where to go. So no. 
I would know where to go. I would know where to find you. Well, you might get your shoulders hurt by yourself, and like, who's? No. who's I would go you? to the the Costco returns lane. of the of the park. I'd probably go to the. Yeah. Oh, oh, just Lawson Park. I thought you meant Lawson Jones. Oh, in general, no, that's well. Yeah, I, I would just assume that the line for Costco returns was extra long. Well, you'd be easy to find. I'd just get on the PA and I'd be like, "Hey, um, guy with the backpack, please come to the front of the store." Mm, yeah. And there you go. That's that, up. That There's no work. PA. There's no so. PA in the wilderness, though. Just so you know. <laughs> they don't have. They don't have that. Not yet. Not yeah. yet. It's next to so, uh, another invention. There you go. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, we've 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 talked about the notification before. I and I've gotten better at it. I can't say that I'm always on point with that. I think, so. but I think almost like would you say? Here's a question. Like, would you say that having the new techie PLBs, yeah, are going to deter yeah. people from doing that even more? If you have a permit, so you kind of know your route and you're checking in. You, I mean, I feel like between the permit and your check-ins. It gives you a pretty darn close zone to search in, right? Well, if you're checking in, are you checking in? Not yeah. everybody's going to be checking yeah. in. Yeah. Well, if you're not checking in, that defeats the purpose. Right. That kind of um, undoes your question as well. It does. So, all right. Next one. This one is going to sound silly, but it's not. Using oh boy. a knife. It is silly. That is silly. Why? Why is it silly? Because it. Because. No, I'm I'm gonna wait for you. Exactly, exactly. Because a you're like you you give us so much grief about bringing don't bring more than one buck knife per group on your trip. Otherwise, you know that's that's kind of like how you sound. That was like a perfect impression, isn't it? Perfect. Right? I've been working yeah. on it. I th- <laughs> Guys, we have two buck knives on this trip. <laughs> this is unacceptable. <laughs> Put this in the car right now, right? And I'm like. You guys don't know how to use these things. These are dangerous. You know, so like, what that's spot on. This is you in the parking lot every trip. Him in the parking lot every trip. I'm telling people to put their knives away. Yeah, Derek, that blade yeah. is too long. You don't know how to handle that. Yeah, I mean, so what? I mean, what do you, what what are we worried? What do we cut that you're so worried about? Oh my gosh. So what are we cutting? Meat? Are we are we filleting deer? <laughs> <laughs> You're the one talking to moose out there, not oh me. Oh my gosh. People that like to whittle or whatever, there's still people. <laughs> <laughs> people that like to whittle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, All right. You're so going. out of touch. It's awesome. No, people. No, no. I'm... People that like to whittle, cut, whatever they're cutting doesn't matter. The general rule of thumb to uh-huh. cut away from you is is kind of capped and obvious, but you'd be surprised at how many people make silly mistakes and end up maiming themselves. Mm. And if you end up, if you ever watch the show alone, multiple seasons, I feel like every season mm. somebody significantly, these are experts, they significantly cut themselves with some sort of a blade, oftentimes force them to actually leave the show. Wait, 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 wait. Let's 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 dive into this for just a second because you're talking okay. about whittling and cutting meat. Whereas I'm, I'm saying cutting anything, whatever. Cutting, cutting, but yeah, matter. but what? But on a typical backpacking trip, we're not cutting a lot of stuff at all. Uh, maybe some mm-hmm. rope or paracord, but like if you're on a. Why are you so angry about me telling you to put your knife away? Because I I think you're inflating this. Because I think on a loan they're like building their own shelters and they're cutting right. wood. They're like doing way more with a knife. They're fishing and stabbing. I feel things. like they build shelters with a knife. I don't know. If I had a buck knife, would I build a shelter with it? I would try. No, no you'd probably use an axe or a saw. Okay, so I'm bringing a saw now. It's something even worse than a knife. So on a loan, yes, you are. Okay. Well, I'm yeah. not on alone. I'm with you. Thank the Lord, right? You're bouncing around here. You're like, if they're on this show, then they're doing this. And I'm like saying, no, they're not. You're saying, well, I'm not doing that backpacking. So you're, but you're telling me that I'm, I'm like, I'm not making my own shelter while okay. I'm backpacking. Not yet. You know, not I'm yet. Tent. Not. Oh my gosh. This is why this is like preposterous. 
I can I should I whittle if I'm out on the hiking trip with the guys and I decide okay. to whittle? Yes, I should All cut right. away. If I am on the backpacking trip and I'm flipping a pancake or cutting fish, All right. cut away. Yeah, but I'm not building a shelter. I'm not. I'll defer to your solution on this one. Your solution is when using a knife, don't worry about it. Do whatever you want. I love the way you interpret things. How did you? How did you make it through <laughs> elementary school and high in life? What is what's your argument? I'm telling you that knife safety is important, and you're telling me how it's not because nobody uses a knife. Because you're attributing a show, the show of alone, where they way more in depth are using a knife for various purposes, whereas on a hiking trip, I'm going to be using it to what? Mm. Whittle, cut paracord. What am I doing? Stab you in the leg? Like what yeah. am I doing? I don't. I'm not really doing much with it. Okay. We. How many times have we also talked about how many times we brought a buck knife on a trip and we didn't even use it? Your linear thinking here is awesome. Awesome. I'm just saying, no, it is awesome. <laughs> so you're suggesting that it's annoying that I tell you to not bring a knife, but nobody really uses a knife anyway, and if they do, it's not that big of a deal, so don't worry about safety. Not correct. What did I miss? You're not seeing the fact that you're in, you're 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 integrating like the fact that like on alone, you're using something so much more. Do you not see how that you're complicating a simple <laughs> issue? <laughs> Right. I'm just I'm just suggesting that even experts make mistakes with knives, so this is something that you should be careful with. Those are some things that can that can cause some extreme danger and hopefully some you got some rational thoughts out of the nonsense Derek is spewing. Is it is there anything else I missed? No, I I am good with that. I don't think anything else. Oh wait, whoa, whoa, wait. Huh. Somebody's calling in right now. Oh, boy. Did you give out did you give out that number again? Are you kidding me? What do you, what do you mean again? You gave it to my grandma. I don't, what are you talking about? You're the one I don't even know what that is. What's a, what's a podcast number? You're the one emailing stuff with numbers on it. So I'm not sure why this is my bad. Let's see who it is. Uh, hello, who's this? Oh, this is a uh, Ranger Eric. Wait, Ranger Wait, Eric? You mean Ranger. you mean fake Ranger Eric? Yeah, exactly. Fake. Exactly. Fake Ranger Eric. Yes. Okay. Fake not Ranger. sure why Derek gave you the phone number, but what are you talking? Um, I didn't give him the phone number. Then how is he caught? How does somebody call into a podcast? You're the one giving it out to grandma and who knows oh who else. Gosh. I mean, you email him. No, I, I got I got the numbers. That's all that matters. We got Fake Ranger Eric on. He just he was just out. He was just in a video that came out last week. So we got him on. Let's ask him some questions. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So I understand you recently had a few incidents with some hikers on the trail. Did you did you attack somebody with a handful of sunblock? What attack? I would not call that an attack. It's it was a serious concern. Sunburn's a real thing, man. It's a real thing. I mean, I can't I can't argue with that. I mean, that's that's true. So how would you did you put did you forcefully put sunblock on somebody's face? Well, if you're not going to do it yourself, who who's going to do it? I've had to put sunscreen on Carl's face. I mean, and his head. He doesn't have any hair, so you know, you gotta, you gotta look out for your friends. Eric, you were on our show last year, and it came out. You 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 sort of were an imposter ranger. We we were asking you legitimate questions, and you suggested that I was fake fake ranger. Okay, rain. well, you, we were under the impression that, that you were a real ranger, and you were you were telling us that I couldn't get a permit in Yosemite that I was blacklisted. Bear canister. Just so you yeah. know, I've since backpacked in Yosemite on a permit under my name. The ban's been lifted. You are welcome. You are welcome. Wait, I, I, I'm confused. <laughs> Is there like a special qualification? Like how, did, how does one become a fake ranger exactly? Well. I mean, are there classes you going to take? Seriously, first step, you need a hat. You need a ranger hat. And this is key, backlog of Ranger Rick magazines. 
There is everything you need to know about rangering is in those magazines. So I have many, many, many years of those. And here's the secret. This is the secret. Really very few people know about this secret. There's those little cards in there. You can send in for your own official fake ranger name badge. In all seriousness, from the video that got released, you genuinely look like a ranger. Legitimately. Isn't it illegal to impersonate law enforcement? It's all in the name badge, my friend. Look closely at the video. I am impersonating no one. I make no false claims. Okay, it's not my fault. <laughs> Halloween cities, quality stuff. Interesting. So you're you're going above and beyond. It sounds like you know that's that's maybe what you're doing. Well, I mean, what what's your overall mission? Though? I mean, what are you trying to accomplish as a fake ranger? Like, what do you want the people to know? Real rangers, they give you a pamphlet, a map, friendly wave, that kind of stuff. You know, but. You know, I, I'm, I got to protect against that dehydration, sunburn, careless campfires. I mean, seriously, fake, fake rangering makes a difference. Saves real lives. Wow. Black and white, you're saying. So there's a fine line between being helpful and harassing people. Uh, moms from the 80s really struggle with that, to be honest. How do you know where to draw the line? Draw the line. There is no fine line here, gentlemen. It's as clear as a continental. It's as clear as a continental divide. I mean, it's not it's not harassment. I'm not recommending hemorrhoid cream or anything. I'm talking sunscreen, Nalgene bottles. Okay, wow. Hey, bear. Hey, bears. That's that's not easy. Hey I have a huge investment in throat lozenges. It's not easy. Hey, bear. Hey, bear. Wow. Thanks for your time, fake ranger Eric. Am I understanding this right? So he was an imposter ranger all along. Is that correct? That's my understanding as well. Yeah. Okay. So he he fooled us too. He then. fooled everybody. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw the video. Uh, you might want to check it out. We, we put it on our YouTube channel, got it on our Facebook. It's pretty awesome. So check yeah. out Fake Ranger Eric. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. We've got a very unexpected interview oh. from the Outdoor Retailer Show coming up right after this. Yes. I'm with Linda Nye. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. That's from Go Girl. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing great. Thanks for stopping by, Carl. Absolutely. Okay, so for those who don't know, what is Go Girl? What's Go Girl all about? 
So sure, Go Girl is a company out of Minnesota, made in the United States, uh, 25 plus years. Basically allows females to go to the bathroom standing up. Now I know all the guys out there are laughing and going, how in the world can that be possible? Well, we, we are actually experts at going to the bathroom on our, on our show. We talk about <laughs> it all the time. So, yeah, so give us a run, Alex. So how does this work? Sure. So Gold Girl is made out of a medical-grade silicone. Basically, if you kind of imagine a silicone oil change funnel. Okay. Except for it's pink, it's flexible, it's got a patented seal, and it allows the women just put it right up against them. It makes a nice tight forming seal and it allows them to go to the bathroom without dropping drawers. It's much safer and they can go to the bathroom standing up. Right. And, and getting kind of back to the backpacking realm, uh, this is the, the weight on this is very reasonable. What, what do you got for the main device? Sure, one ounce. Okay, one ounce. Yeah, hard to beat that. And so what's the inspiration behind the, like what made this company even come into existence? What made them want to make this product for women? Sure, so a little more on the serious note. Uh, he was a dentist, the inventor. About 25 years ago, his wife had hip surgery and she really had a problem going to the bathroom sitting down. So that's how we came around with it. On the more fun note is we wanted to keep up with you guys. And now we can write our names in the snow, too. That's right. That's right. Because that's all we do is we just focus on, on that. That's, that's the fun part of going to the bathroom. Okay. So I've got a product pitch for you. Okay. And I've got to warn you, I've pitched this product a couple times. One person loved it. One person did not like it. But it's up your alley. So, okay. So here it is. Uh, since Go Girl is all about going to the bathroom, specifically urinating, one of the things that really bothers people when they're out backpacking, car camping, whatever, is it's 5 in the morning. It's cold outside they've got to go to the bathroom. So what do you think about some sort of a tent catheter to lead a tube out of your tent outside so you don't have to unzip and uh, go outside the tent? What do you think? You know what, I think that's a great idea. On the other hand, Go Girl um, takes care of that for the females too because it allows them to pee in a bottle, just like you guys. Uh, you can always pee in a bottle, right? Okay. So how is a woman gonna do that? Yeah, and she that has to go outside and stick her butt in the freezing cold and <laughs> hope the snake doesn't bite her. So yeah, you know what? I think yeah. it's got some pluses. I think you know what? It could do it, but okay. Go Girl's got that kind of cover too. Okay. You know? And I think that's going to work for camping, right? Where we can bring extra bottles. Sure. But most people for backpacking, most people want to bring an extra water bottle just for that one issue. Mm -hmm. So on the backpacking side of things, is this a product you'd consider in the future? Well, you know what, I'm kind of curious, you'd have to tell me a little bit more about it uh, for a woman, how she'd connect it, gotcha. you know, if it's a tube, Yeah. again. I'm just trying to help you expand your company. So you yeah. got GoGirl already, you could have like GoGuy as well, yeah. and then have, have something for them as well. That's yeah. just a thought. Yeah, no, I think it's a great idea. Okay. I mean, you know, if you can come up with an idea that does that and people don't have to get outside, I think it's a great idea. All right, well, thanks, yeah. for, thanks for hearing me out. And Linda, it's been great talking urine with you. So thank you for your time. <laughs> hey, all the females out there, think of Go Girl. You can pee standing up. We appreciate it. Take care. Thank you. All right. So what'd you think of that? Uh, handy. I've heard of that company. They've been around for a while. <laughs> they have been around for a while. Um, I mean, hey, if I'm a girl, and I, I mean, it just makes things a lot easier to me. Yeah. Like, I don't know why I wouldn't get one of those. Yeah. Sounds like, sounds like a great idea. So she gave me one of the Go Girls, and uh, yeah, I packaged it up and gave it to one of our prize winners from that um, contest we had back in December. So congratulations. 
It's all yours. Brand new. Brand new. So so thanks to GoGirl for being willing to come on our show. And I've got some trivia, all my right. friend. I'm ready for it. Yeah, this is called Geography Trivia. Oh, here we go. Do you know why? Go. <laughs> Do you know why? Because you're going to harass me. This, I already <laughs> feel bad about this one. This isn't going to go well. Well, we did Grams last time. Uh, what's it going to be this time? Oh, Grams, yeah, for weights, for sure. Yeah, yeah so grams. I've just got three questions, and I did run these questions by my family to make sure that they were fair. So uh-huh. they did well. They did well. <laughs> they did well. They did. I'll yeah, they, they got did. all three. You only have to get two out of three to pass. All right, so. okay. All right. Number one, as you recently learned, Czechoslovakia is no longer a country. (laughs) (laughs) Can you name three other countries that ceased to exist in the last 40 years? Okay, so I think one of the ones that uh, is recent is uh, Crimea where, um, you know, Russia went over and and took over that. that That's not one that I was thinking of, but. That's correct. Wow. Wow. Uh, let's see. How about uh, e- East Germany? No longer okay. a country. Right. Okay. That's right. That's two. A, a thing. Um, and I have a I have a, a lot of friends from uh, Persia that I uh, Persia uh, is or, definitely or, not a country. Not Persia. Well, well, Iran, Iraq areas. Persia's not a country now, but um, East like uh, Pakistan was about it. East Pakistan's not anymore a country either. So that. East Pakistan, you're actually correct that it's no longer a country. It's actually part of Bangladesh now. Correct. But that was back in the early 70s, so it's outside the 40-year time frame. Oh, my bad. I'm going to give you another guess, though. I'm going to give you another give guess. Me another okay, guess. Okay, one more. Uh, Vietnam? No, oh, Korea. We, they split Korea up. They did. Or they Vietnam. split Korea up. There was Vietnam. Yeah. There. So Korea was split up. What was that, like Soviet 1950s? Union, probably, right? 1950s? Yeah. You're just starting to throw out all... That's a, but these are all old ones, yeah. though. I don't know any newer okay. ones. Um, okay. I've given you too many guesses. I'm going to go with Korea. So you got two out of three. That was very impressive, actually. This is That was probably mm. the hardest question I have on here. You started throwing out a bunch of countries at the end. One of them actually was correct. Soviet Union was within the last 40 years. So, But you'd already given like four wrong answers at that point. So uh, Soviet Union was... I mean, they're all on the yeah. list. Let's the well, the one that you probably should have gotten, because you said East Germany, was when East Germany existed, you had West Germany. And so that's no longer countries now, just all Germany. Oh, you had oh, yeah. um, okay. one you probably should have gotten as a basketball fan is Yugoslavia. Yugoslavia, right? Vladi Divac. Wasn't yeah. that like way back when? When did they? Oh, that was like in the eighties, nineties, nineties. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then um, some lesser known ones you might have known, you might have heard of is Burma became Myanmar. Burma, right? Uh, right. Tibet got sucked up by China. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Siam turned into Thailand. So there's a bunch of them. Right. Okay. Yeah. But not bad, but wrong still. Okay, number two. What do you mean wrong? I th- wait, I thought I got credit for that. That's, that's, yeah, two that's out of three. Cool. Yeah, two out of three is wrong. Eritrea oh is on which continent? Eritrea? Eritrea, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, I'm trying to think. You got a one in seven chance here. Uh, <laughs> okay, before you answer the question, if your answer is a non-continent, then this is going to count as two trivia losses. Oh, jeez. Africa. I'm going to say Africa. That sounds like an African place. Africa's, Africa? Africa's correct. Correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I'll ask these questions, like we'll have this geography in class, and every once in a while I'll say, like, what continent is such and such on? And they'll say China. And then I'm like, you're out of the competition. <laughs> you cannot participate anymore. <laughs> uh, I've been, you know, I take uh, pride. I've been yes. all seven continents. You so should know. I hopefully we'll know. never miss that question. All right. Yeah. So for the win, last question. Colorado borders seven states. Can you name just five of them? 
Uh, okay. All right. Let me think here. Um, Colorado. Okay. What's right next? Utah. Utah's one. Wyoming. Two. New Mexico's right below you. Three. Nebraska. Four. Okay. And then I'm trying to think of the shape. That's on the what's on the right side. What's below Nebraska? Kansas. Kansas. Kansas is five. Uh, yes. Is that it? I got it. Yes. Yeah. There's no yeah. more than that, isn't there? Oh, well, maybe Oklahoma too. Right? Oklahoma. Yeah. 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 That's right. And then Arizona too. Congratulations, my friend. I thought I had you in this one. I was wrong. Yeah. I was wrong again. Yeah. Try this is not going so well for me. Try to stump me again. That's we have thing. a competition. If I lose trivia more than you this season, then I got to carry some ice cream for you on the next trip. It's looking like that's going to happen because I'm down, what is it, three to one? I think it's four to one now. I'm down. Th- yeah, four um, to one. Four to one. And I think that, uh, you know, I, I'm not even like a huge ice cream fan. Would it be like preposterous if, it, if the time came and I just like dumped it all in the fireplace? Would that just aggravate you? Mm. That would that would make others mad. I think I'm not I'm not worried about that. I'm just happy to pay my penance. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Do you have any tidbits before we head out? We got a couple. So we got a new review from Steph likes slushies. Oh. Steph likes slushies. Thank That's you, nice. Steph. Yeah. I so do too. appreciate the review and um, please continue to enjoy listening. We really appreciate it. Mm. And we have a new Patreon supporter. Yes. Named Mike Pappy. Pappy is his trail name. Pappy, Pappy, making us happy. Thanks, buddy. He's from Poland. Do you know what continent Poland's in? It's, uh, I believe it's Eastern Europe. Yeah. Incorrect. Mistaken. He's actually from Poland, New York, so it's North America. <laughs> Poland, New York. Yep. Yep. Well so, played, sir. Yeah, he's well got played. a lot on his hiking agenda, and including parts of some long trails. He also nice. volunteered to be one of the members that doesn't mind getting kind of their pack shakedown and having us go through their pack and figure out where they can shave some weight. So we'll have an update on that next episode, how we're going to do that. Good on but, you. Hey, really appreciate it, Pappy. Really appreciate it. That's all I got. That's all I got. Uh, guys, that was fun. Um, we will see you next time. Remember, guys, if you need to bring more than one buck knife, make sure Carl's not on the trip. We will see you next time. I want to I was talking to Carl about glissading. I was like, Carl, like he, he he just can't figure it out. This guy couldn't glissade down a slip and slide water slide if you told him what to do. I mean, he just he's just a big dude. And I think, you know, if we're trying to go down a hill or something, it's like you're going to have to pull this guy down cuz like when he's so stubborn like once he gets those heels dug in, like he ain't going nowhere. Through the Blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night, floats a duck camp. Alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. From the Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest, me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life.